Welcome to Five Lives to 50, where I talk with Jim Fava and Neil D'Souza about how to negotiate the path to more sustainable products towards the year 2050. And if you haven't heard of these two before, let me introduce them. Jim is known as the father of LCA because of his lead role in establishing the scientific foundation of LCA and writing the basic LCA ISO standards. He has also spent over 30 years promoting and developing the practice and application of LCA around the globe. Neil is the CEO and founder of Makersite, a company that uses AI, data, and apps to power sustainable products and supply chain decisions at scale. He founded Makersite after working with hundreds of companies and realizing the current approaches would never rise to meet the challenge at hand. And what is that challenge? It's to embed sustainability into product design. And given that the average new product takes five to seven years to develop, there are only about five design iterations or five chances before 2050. In this episode, we discuss the important and central role product managers play to embed sustainability into product designs and what they need to think about in the next 30 years. Let's start. How about we start off with why does this question matter? What do you guys think about what product managers need to think about 30 years from now? You think about the, uh, the product manager. Product manager is a person that has really overall responsibility you know, from that product, from you know, thinking about even the idea through the design, the commercialization, and its maturity, and what happens after it's you know sort of the, towards the end of life of the lifespan, um, and so the product manager really has a great opportunity to interact with all of those people uh, as a way of really driving change, uh, and so we see the product manager as sort of an excellent person, and when you think about sustainability and environmental issues and supply chain issues and issues related to circular economy. The whole activity of a product manager will really be the, the focal point, of really driving that transformation, the scale. So we come out of it with more sustainable products that are, you know, have also business business value. So I really see the product manager as a key person. There's a lot more we can build on that, but that's sort of my perspective. I think if you look at the goal to 2050, um, I believe 100% of the impact we see in the world today comes from the products we make and use. There are many statistics that you see where you know, energy production is 30%, construction is 40%. It doesn't really matter. Actually, when you think about it, look around you, everything is products and that's what creates impacts. And every product has a product manager behind that. And it's their job to make sure we get to zero. It, it's their job to make sure that um, we can continue to grow and evolve as a society, but not at the cost of our environment and the future of our generations. And I think um, I think therein lies the, the pivotal role of a product manager, not just um, in determining the success of their product today, but in determining the success of products as we move into the future. Yeah, just building off of that one more point, I was thinking about when you look at some of the uh, the data about you know you know close to uh, you know eighty percent of the product cost uh, and impacts are really determined in the design stage, um, and so if design's not involved in really working on it, you're not really getting the power of what uh, what Neil was just talking about. So you know embedding you know in the sustainability and design will drive impacts over the entire value chain, you know, perspective. So getting involved in a whole product manager was a key piece of that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's a lot of responsibility that a product manager has, but also presents a huge opportunity considering mm-hmm. how much influence they can have on the future sustainability of products. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think are the key challenges or things that product managers need to think about right now? I think I think I want to take I, I want to take that one first because it's it's um it uh, it keeps me up, right? There are three main main things I see that will influence what we do in the next 30 years. The first is, um, and these are mega trends, right? The first is the rebalancing of the East. Um, we have built our economies uh, looking westwards. And uh, what we've seen is there's close to two and a half billion people that sit on the East right now, right? And um, this is where a lot of our, um, let's say, our our attention will need to be as we move forward. Um, it's about the kind of products we make, the kind of societies that there are, the kind of preferences for products we see in the East, which is today still very different than what we see in the West, right? Uh, the second is, um, I think, when you overlay the fact that um, we're coming out of baby boomers being at the helm of many companies, making decisions and making the big purchases even in in uh, in, in the economy today, but uh, we already see millennials coming um, of age, the kind of preferences they have, they tend to be a lot more sustainability focused and mindful of the fact that the kind of choices we have made and we continue to make will determine the kind of lives they will be living in 20 or 30 years from now. Um, and it's one of the reasons why it's a very interesting statistic, right? This I've been tracking this over years. Um, we see that about 35% of buyers today are willing to pay 25% more for more sustainable products. Just 10 years ago, this was zero, right? Um, and and I think this will this will mean the kind of products we make will need to put sustainability center focus, not just something as a nice to have, but without that, you will not be selling anything. And I think the third is uh, the social contract of, prim- of climate change and the impacts of it, right? So... Um, I believe that regulations typically follow uh, what people believe, and I think this is the this is the nature of regulations. We as a society say, hey, you know, we don't like this or we like that, and we create regulations that follow. And one of the things that we start to see is climate relevant regulations, compliance relevant, and safety relevant uh, regulations becoming more and more uh, abundant. Right, a hundred new regulations each day already come into effect that is not that is not going to slow down and i think when one thinks of the job of a product manager today which is principally a balancing act across different things right what the market needs what the technology enables uh, and what's the most cost effective way of presenting a solution to that problem um in this context where the problem and the definition of the problem changes and uh, the environment in which you can make these trade-offs change i think um it's going to be a very exciting opportunity for product managers um, if they are, if they dare to think differently than today. Yeah, and just sort of, you know, perspective there. I to me that the part that I really see differently when I look back over forty five as fifty five years from the time I went around the world on the oceanographer. Uh, back those you didn't have any social media, have no ability, <laughs> no internet, Jim. No, no internet, no nothing, kind of thing. And so, uh, and and now I'm sitting here in Costa Rica and looking out over the beautiful, you know, watershed, um, and I'm having a conversation 
with Neil in Germany. And, and Shelley happens to be here in Costa Rica as well right now, but from British Columbia. Um, and that, to me, is something that the world has. I mean, if I'm thinking about products and product managers, and products are not just the thing we buy at the end of the day. It's that whole value chain, the whole supply chain, which is a global perspective. And to me, the, the challenge and the opportunity is really how do you bring all that together? Uh, and people are working on it, uh, but it's still a lot of uh, effort. And this is why I think the product manager is a key person that can help facilitate and make you know, and make that, you know, bringing those all together and, and sort of you, you look at silos in companies that we've, we've been dealing with for years. And you've got the designers, and you've got the environmental people and you've got the compliance people and all those. And sometimes they work together. Sometimes they don't. Uh, so to me, part of this and, and the, the direction we're going is just how do we break down those silos? And I think the product manager is the one that can help and help do that. So that's part of it. So I do think the other part of it, which I think I've been looking at and, and trying to investigate a little bit more recently, uh, is that there's a technology role. You look at a technology and then there's the soft skills that are like the people side. Um, and a lot of people say when you bring up some of these changes, well, I've been doing it this way for 30 years. Why is this technology that you're proposing and this material, why is this going to be better? Okay, maybe good for the environment, but will it meet the purpose that I have for the design of, uh, of the product kind of thing? So you've got all of that and you get, you know, how do you unfreeze the frozen middle and a lot of those kind of things uh, are things that are a great opportunity for us. But it's also a challenge. And so these are the kind of things we're trying to balance, both the technology and all the social changes and things that Neil's talking about. But then how do you actually make that happen, both from a technical standpoint and a, and a soft skill you know, perspective? And that's why what we're trying to do here in the podcast is really share experiences, not that we have, but share experiences of others to not only talk about the what and the why, but how do you actually make it happen? How do you achieve the change you need? Now, so we can meet the, you know, five five lives in you know in fifty years. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have mentioned a lot of uh, things product managers can think about. You know, I've heard paying attention to the East, millennials, paying attention to the changes in regulations, technology, and then Jim, you mentioning that there's this like key role product managers can play in terms of bringing everything together, looking at the whole supply chain. I think one of the things that is interesting, too, for people is technology. Like, mm -hmm. what kinds of things do product managers need to be anticipating or thinking about that might maybe be opportunities for them to look at or might change the way that they do their jobs uh, looking to the future? What are you guys seeing right now? What do you think would be important for them to mm -hmm. pay attention to? I'll let Neil take take that one first. I think I think there's there's again good things come in threes, but I think one of the things that product managers will and have already learned, right? It is um speed. Keep in mind we've built um let's let's just use a reference, right? So Volkswagen, which is a German automotive company, some of you might have heard of it, um <laughs> created in 1937, right? So almost 90 years uh, now. Um has about what 600,000 employees um on the other hand side you have a company called tesla uh 20 year old company 150,000 employees right we didn't hear of tesla 20 years ago what it didn't exist 
Um, there is a massive opportunity and the entire value proposition is, hey, we're going to make sustainable cars of the future, right? And this is going to be not just a unique, you know, uh, North Star uh, in terms of manufacturing but or manufactured products, but it is, it is going to be the norm. The next 30 years are going to redefine who is the winner and who is the loser. And I think a lot of these leaderboards are going to change completely. Right. Um, so I think that the key there, if you're looking at, we have a 30 year lifespan. I mean, Volkswagen built their company over 90 years. We've got, we've got probably 10, 15 years until you already see a, a fundamentally different landscape there. Speed is going to be key. Product managers that understand how to use the tools that they have, um, with, uh, with a focus on speed. I think here at MakerSide, one of the, the, the main, uh, uh, optimization parameters if there was only one for us is speed and i think product managers realize that and those that don't will continue will start to realize that speed is the number one thing i think the second is interdisciplinarity right there is the the, the biggest inventions today will come from bringing different technologies together and different fields together there is no think of the you know, solar panels. Uh, how much better they're going to get iteratively, but when you put a solar panel on you know a car and a, a a building, that's when you create a new kind of uh, of economy. And I think uh, thinking about um, business models that bring together different fields of not just technology but culture and literature and history and uh, economics and technology. I think when you think of solutions in this space you will find that the new products actually sit there, right? Think of sharing and car sharing um, that that came out. Nobody would think about car sharing. Why would I share my car with someone else? Uh, or, or Airbnb, right? Sharing my home, free space that's available. How do you optimize um, existing resources that are in play? And I think this this kind of interdisciplinary thinking is going to become very important in product management teams and and for product managers and i think the last is just technology right um in the past um you would you would have a a person that knew how to make a shoe from the beginning to an end from the sole to the to the canvas to the lace to everything else to the packaging today we make planes nobody knows how to make a plane Right. And um, and I think things only get more and more complicated. And um, for that, you need different kinds of tools and technologies um, that you never had to use before. I think these are three things that uh, product managers will have to will have to upskill to and pay attention to in this in these next you know, in these next five five lifetimes um, that they're that they're innovating for. Yeah, I think I would build off of that. And what I would think to me, the the key is that there's a lot of technologies out there that are rapidly changing and people, and because of social media and the way we can communicate globally. Um, one of the skills that a product manager is going to have to have is how do you really evaluate those and say, okay, this is, these are going to be the winners and these may be, be the losers, mm-hmm. but how do you do that at a speed? That yeah. allows you to do this proof of concept and said, okay, let's not take 20, 10 years to study it. But how do you mm-hmm. grab all that's out there? You don't have to. I today, I don't think you have to be the the innovator personally to be able to make those innovations. You need to be able to reach out globally and have the right partnership and connections to then and smart enough 
not you personally, but with a team, to pick the ones, okay, this one I can combine with this over here, mm-hmm. and together we're going to have the breakthrough that we need to scale it. So to me, that is a different skill. I mean, it's still a technical skill, but it's it's a little bit more on the soft side, you know, in terms of how to make that happen. The other point uh, I like to make here is that we've got a lot of studies that are done in understanding what the full impacts of a product are from raw materials acquisitions through the end of life. Um, and the, the impacts used to be, you know, when I first started my career was on manufacturing. Now we know the impacts are upstream and, and downstream. Uh, well, it's in the manufacturing, but it's all, it's, you know, it's sort of all over. Um, and we don't have to go out and sort of redo all those studies. You know, a good product manager is going to be someone who's going to be able to go out, access all that existing information and pull the relevant pieces related to its his or her product that they're working on and pick the hotspots and use that as a way to drive the technology assessment we just talked about. Uh, so I think there's some great opportunities here, uh, but it's it's going to take a little bit different role uh, mm-hmm. and maybe a little learning that they haven't had, particularly in some of the environmental and, and social considerations mm-hmm. that we're all, all very interested in. I think I wanted to address something, Jim. You know, we, we, we've been talking, we know each other for a while. And um, yeah, yeah. one of the things that you mentioned that actually uh, stuck with me was um, a lot of the technologies that we will be building in, on in the future don't even exist today. Right. Right. So when we think of what are the kind of products we're going to be creating in the future, <laughs> you have to not just think that those products don't exist. But even the means by which we create those products don't exist today. And when we're thinking of a 30-year timescale, which is a little shorter than the timescale that you've, you've had your career, <laughs> career on, Jim. But I mean, think of it, right? So you, there, was no, there was no mobile phone. So imagine sure. the entire economy we've created around mobile phones, right? Or forget mobile, the internet, right? It did not exist. And the kind of products you could build at that time were just unfathomable. And I think that's... That's this this openness to um, to look at things differently and to look at different things together. Um, I think um, is what's going to prepare these product managers. Because think of it, right? If you are graduating from university right now, or you've spent the last ten years in in product management, this is your time, right? Imagine mm-hmm. you're you're if you're if you've been uh, in product management for the last ten years today, you probably run a product or a group of products. Um, you've you've matured uh, if you're a successful PM uh, to do at least that, and um, probably more. But you've got thirty more years ahead of you. And imagine right now that you did not have the internet of thirty years from now. Um, I think that's just it's amazing. It's a uh, it's it's. Um, it's why I became a product manager 20 years ago, right? I think that's, um, it's, it's invigorating. It is so exciting. Yeah, and I think the product management, all the change that you talked about, Neil, uh, has happened very quickly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and, and these technology changes. Um, and, but they didn't come from just one person having this little idea over here. It came mm-hmm. from maybe one person with an idea and then a bunch of people exactly. working together. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they, they could scale it. And with the social media and the ability to build that supply chain globally, you know, instantaneously, it can go from an idea and into something that becomes accepted on a on a on a global basis. And that's why I think the product manager is going to be the uh, the real enabler 
to really drive the change and the scale that uh, that's necessary. I think that there's like 700,000 product managers out there. And there may be more, but I think when I looked on the internet a couple of weeks ago, I was amazed at the number of jobs that were open for product managers. You know, people were looking at companies, you know, bringing these people in because they know that's the people that are going to be the ones that really drive the future of their organization. You know, it's mm-hmm. not the, the environmental person or the manufacturing person or the or even the designer. It's mm-hmm. the product manager who's going to have that overall responsibility uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that that becomes a pretty powerful role. And so that's why I'm excited about, you know, having those conversations on the role of the product manager to really drive and scale the change that we really need to create the more sustainable. It's you know, the world. leverage. It's the leverage. Yeah. It's a super exciting time for product managers where they could have a lot of influence and impact on uh, how things go into the future. Okay, final thought, guys. Uh, what, What would you like to leave product managers with as we think about making a plan for the future? Mm-hmm. I think there is... You have to think of it a little differently, right? So... The last time we had um, uh, we had a, a mass movement to create something new was after the Second World War. If you really think about it, where all around the world, all we were thinking about was how do we build a new world out of all of the destruction we created, right? Um, we've not created that destruction now, but I think what we have is we're at that cusp where we are redefining the kind of society we're going to be for the next 30 years, right? And in 30 years. I think there has never been a time of more responsibility, but or also more opportunity because everybody wants to change. I think that's the first thing. Everybody is, I would say, maybe not ready to change, but they know that they need to. And I think these are two things that have not been that have not been put together at such with such homogeneity in in around the world, right? So there there is we're at the cusp of this mass movement, and I think. These are the people with with the with the levers. Product managers are the people with the levers. So I think if if there was any any field that I would I would want my children to go into now, it would be product management because of this excited this exciting. It's we will be creating more new products than ever before because not because we'd like to, but because we need to. And I think um, I think that's what's awesome. Yeah, and and to me. Um sort of a final thought is that one of the sort of the processes that I've learned over the years is to ask, listen, learn, and act. Um, and I think the product managers now, because all this activity that, that Neil just talked about and that's happening, and I look back on my career in terms of uh, you know focusing just on pollution everywhere until focusing on manufacturing and then sort of the broader awareness that there's packaging, there's a sort of a supply chain. Um, now, companies are making their money and their organizations it's it's on that product mm-hmm. and the you know what, what you know the whole value chain part of it so the value of this and what we really need to begin to do is for the product managers to even ask broader questions related to the entire impact of their product the, the whole uh, opportunities associated with their product not limited to the traditional questions i've asked but a- add new questions to that. And part of what we'd be talking about is what are some of those new questions, you know, that you're going to be, you know, asking. Uh, so mm-hmm. to me, that's that's part of it. How do you ask the questions, listen, learn, 
and then use that information to make the major changes you need to drive the, the necessary changes. Amazingly said, Jim. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Five Lives to 50. To never miss an episode, you can follow Five Lives to 50 on Spotify or iTunes. And if you like what you heard, have a comment, or want to share an idea for a future podcast, write to us and let us know. You can reach us by email at contact at fivelivesto50.com or visit our webpage with the same name at fivelivesto50.com. See you next time. Thank you.